Hello and welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. From the boardroom to the living room, we believe relationship matters. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and in this episode, Marita Fritchhorn is talking about systems-inspired leadership and why it's needed now more than ever. As we say in systems coaching, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And by utilizing this intelligence, teams of all shapes and sizes may find that they not only survive, but thrive through challenging times. Instead of focusing on the individual mountain that we have to climb as a leader, let's connect with the team around us and consider what we can do together today to create positive change. And this is at the heart of systems-inspired leadership, a shift from me to we. So here's Marita talking about what it means to be a systems-inspired leader. Well, it's lovely to have you back on the show, Marita. I was wondering, given that we're talking about systems-inspired leadership, if you could explain what that really means. Well, you know, it's a it's a great question because since we our overarching theme in the podcast really is about right relationships, there's also something about what is leadership right relationship with the system itself, whether that is a team or you're thinking of a family, or you're thinking of a country, but what is right relationship, not in terms of right or wrong, but what is value-based with integrity right relationship? And one of the things that we're talking about in RSI, Relationship Systems Intelligence, is that systems rely on roles for executing its functions. And we talked about it on our previous podcast when we talked about role confusion and different things. So systems-inspired leadership we hold is when a leader recognizes that he or she doesn't have to have all the answers. When a leader realizes that actually the information for what needs to happen resides within the whole team, that doesn't mean that the buck doesn't stop somewhere. But systems-inspired leaders really create we-centered cultures, that is, our problem? How do we work with it? And there is fascinating research that was done out of MIT Sloan on collective intelligence. And they found that teams where those kinds of roundtable conversations, where everybody participates in solving the problem, collectively, those teams are actually more intelligent than a team that collectively has a higher IQ, for example. That's interesting. So systems-inspired leaders know that I don't have to have all the answers. I can get it from input and from dialogue with my team, with my organization. And then, yes, the final decision may well be mine to make, but the information, leadership now is a team sport. It just is. And yeah. I think that's, that's where systems-inspired leadership are looking. So interestingly enough, to be a systems-inspired leader, you have to hold the fact that you don't always need to be the leader. Is that sort of what you're suggesting? Uh, yes. And again, leadership has been collapsed in the past with the leader needs to have the answer. And that points us to the, what we talk about as a top-down leadership. The challenge for leaders at the moment, not so much is egocentric, but the challenge for many leaders is the fact that they now have teams and organizations that have been acculturated to expect that. So very often we will say, and it's true, that leadership 
can be feel threatened or the leader can feel threatened when he or she believes that he needs to have the answer. If somebody else comes up with the answer, then that person might be a better leader. It's, it's not that. It really is that in complexity thinking, no single person can bring the answers together. There is not a single innovation on a large scale that is happening at the moment or has happened in the last decades that really was truly only one person. One person might get the accolade for it, yeah. but there's 99.9% of the time there's an entire team or system behind it that contributed to it. Systems-inspired leaders simply recognize that. So I'm going to go back to when you mentioned about team sports, because is that really the only time we get trained in this when we're playing on a, a football team or a soccer team? It's interesting. I think that prior in older cultures, when we think tribally, there is more of that as well. I do think that as culturally we grew up or grew old too soon and went to the top-down leadership model, I think there is a challenge there. And I do think that the leader, I think where Teal, the, that other meme, began to feel like there is nowhere that the answer will be made or the decision that will be made. But I think that there is not a single person on this globe that will have within him or herself the answer to whatever problem we're looking at. It has to be collectively assembled. So we're always playing in teams. Yeah, I'm not sure that I answered your question, but uh, and I do think that sports is the place that is one of the easiest examples because we can see there uh, whether you're thinking about pair sport that is tennis doubles or whether you think about team sport or even if you think about gymnastics or something like that that are individual pieces, but the team win depends on the performance on the individuals. Mm. That's the piece. In our training, we often do what we refer to as the string activity, where we end up with 15 or 200 people connected by you know, their own independent pieces of string. By the time that everybody is connected to that web of strings, it doesn't matter who pulled that string, whether it's the leader or whether it is somebody on the opposite side of the room, that entire web is impacted. And that is what the leader needs to be aware of. And that the best information sometimes for the solution lives on the outskirts, not so close to the center that is imagined to be the leadership place. So interesting, isn't it? Because everything that we're taught growing up and then into adulthood focuses on the individual. I've got to get these grades to get into this college so that I can be successful. Yes. And we never talk about the systems that will hold that success. You know, and again, I think back of our uh, conversation on the previous podcast where we talked about role confusion, that where we see now in certain areas, if you think education, and that's the example we use as well, if you think education, the teacher absolutely is the leader, the upper role of leader. But some of the tasks and functions that belong to that role now are executed by parents and by kids who know more about technology. So you can see there really is, when you think complicated, the outer role that is the role of CEO is the head of the team. But when you think complex, all of the information and bits and pieces needed to solve 
any given problem really is distributed amongst all the members. And that's the piece that if I think, if we look at the pandemic that's happening at the moment, you can see the incredible load that is on leadership globally, yeah, regardless of political party. And I think that the places where it's difficult also are places where the, where leaders will take a me approach instead of a we approach. What is truly best for we? But then we gets complex as well, because what is the we of the economy that's different from the we of the health and pandemic. So there's a lot of complexity in this. And as we sit in these conversations, it's easy to go to judgment. Mm. But again, if we can hold that space, that systems rely on roles. And at any given moment in time, other players have information for that outer role. And if the leader can have the humility to look for that information and then implement it. It's a win-win for everybody because the team member felt well used and the leader got the job done together with his team. It's never, never only the leader. So yes, sports is one of the best examples for that. So apart from joining a sports team, what advice do you have for a leader stuck in a, a more traditional leadership model? I think that the best advice that I can get, there's, that's a really good question and no easy answers. I think the place to look is that there is, if we think that the habit of expecting that the leader will have the answer has been built over decades, it is not going to disappear overnight. So if you really are a leader that is in a situation where there's top-down expectation from your team, then it's over and over creating the safety by modeling that I have some suggestions, but I don't have the answers. Help. And then play with that. But I've, it really is an unramping. One of the best practices that is that of a native tribal practice as well, that is a dialogue with questions. That's one place. Instead of me as the leader having the answer or demanding, perceived, demanding, that the team has the answers, we can go into a dialogue of questions. Whatever the topic is, mm. best way to make coffee, let's dialogue with questions rather than say you need to use that pot and that utensil and that. What if, what if we think back of the old way of it, what if questions begin to train the team to participate in the solution? I mentioned to you in an earlier conversation that we're busy with this book on systems-inspired leadership where we've interviewed, I think, 25 leaders in different industries that have done the OSC training. And in the conversations with them in terms of what made, what is one of the biggest differences for you as leader? This is one of the things that they very consistently talk about, that once they realized that they didn't have to have the answers, but that they can lean into their team some reported what you've just said that there was a hesitation. No, wait, you're the boss. You get the big. You've got to have the answers. And then there was the gradual bringing them up and creating safety for contribution. Most of them make the comment that it felt like there was a exhale. Oh wow! Because they didn't feel like they need to carry the load alone. And I'm going to give some bad news here. One of the statistics when we look at suicide rates 
one of the highest populations for suicide as CEOs. And some of that is about carrying that load that feels like got to have the answers. And if I don't, the company will fail or fill in the blanks. So there really is a place for us to look. And I think that the pandemic, when all of us are humbled and all of us are sitting in situations where we really don't know how to move from here, these are great times to begin to practice new behaviors Mm. because we all are forced into new behaviors. So I would invite every leader, every parent, everybody that holds that kind of role, play with it. Really let your team, let your kids know, I don't have all the answers. How should we play with this one? That piece, create we-centered cultures where the answer lives in the we, not in the me. It makes me think of Simon Sinek's um, Finite and Infinite Games. Yes. I guess a, a systems-inspired leader is thinking beyond themselves as a leader and the company going forward 50, 60, maybe 100 years. Exactly. Um, whereas a, a me-focused leader is just focusing on their career and how well I'm doing and what that means for the company. But when they go, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Well, it's really, that's a, that's a good example because there's something about the infinite game of leadership that is the evolution of that which is bigger than me. And there are leaders who are looking at what will be written in the history books about me. Well, that's not so much the point. The point is, what is the evolution that I will be part of for the globe, for this company, for this? And if my name gets mentioned, yay. But it's not about that. It's of the. It's about the evolution of that which is bigger than me. Hmm. That's, that's a really good example. That's a really good example. It does. It does feel sort of. It is that exhale when you think about it? Because, and you don't have to hold everything anymore. And I, I do think we do that in lots of parts of our life, whether it's in our families or in our careers or with our friendship groups. We hold a lot and suddenly when you see the system, it becomes a lot easier. Yes. Uh, that, that exhale that you're talking about, it's a word that's been used over and over by leaders that we've interviewed that said it felt like there was an exhale. It felt like their uh, blood pressure dropped, that their heart rate dropped because it didn't feel so alone. It didn't feel so overwhelming. And just imagine if we begin to play with that with our kids as well. Those are the leaders of the future. And how do we empower them for decisions that they can't participate in and actually may have better answers than I have or we have? So that's the invitation that I would love for all of us. Where am I a leader where I need to ask others to give input? And where am I not in the outer role of a leader that I can feel free to give input? so that we can all become a little bit more systems aware and create from each other. That would be a great thing to walk with. I'll take it with me on this Monday as well. Me too. I mean, I'm feeling relaxed already from this conversation. So on that note, big exhalation. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, Marita. Thank you, Katie. As always, great conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Relationship Masses podcast. In this episode, Marita talked about systems-inspired leadership, and my key takeaways are the following. A systems-inspired leader recognizes that they don't always have to be in charge. Instead, 
they utilize the strengths within the team. Systems Inspired Leadership is about stepping back and seeing the bigger picture. A shift from micromanagement to macro analysis. They are we focused as opposed to me focused. And finally, stepping into a systems perspective will not only help your team to work more effectively, it will also take pressure off you as a leader. Great leadership isn't about having all the answers, it's about asking great questions. Do look out for Marita's next book, co-authored with Frank Uit Devard, which features interviews with systems leaders from a variety of industries from all over the world. It's coming out very soon, so watch this space and check out crrglobal.com for further updates. From the living room to the boardroom, we believe relationship matters.